0: All right, we're live. Paul, Mr Hyrox Rocks, Pop-Tart Paul. <laughs> Pop-Tart Paul, there's a new one for the weekend. World record yeah. holder, Pop-Tart Paul, there no, no, no. Welcome uh, to the show.
1: Thanks for inviting me, finally. I, I didn't know what I was going to have <laughs> to get on this show.
0: <laughs> it was peer pressure, mate. In the weekend, it was Roxanne Pod had asked you, Ian had asked you. And I was like, oh, I better ask him now. So, uh, I, know, I was inundated
1: over the weekend. It's uh, yeah. I mean, what a weekend! It's yeah. It still up, still hasn't sunk in. It's a very very surreal weekend, but a fantastic weekend, and it was so good to see everyone up there and and um, just just what a way to close out like the the I guess the regular
0: UK hier Rock season as well. Yeah, definitely. We we better just in case people aren't aware. Tell them tell them what you did at the weekend and then we'll go from there.
1: So I did the men's doubles on the Sunday morning um for my thirteenth race of the season. And then Monday night, myself, Kate Davy, Sam Bilby, and Kieran Parkinson ran the mixed relay and ended up breaking the world record. So it was it was a very good end to a great weekend. Epic. Epic
0: how was it how was how was the race it, it, like you knew it was going to be crazy intense right to get the time that you wanted was it was it like so, you expected
1: it was worse it was so <laughs> much worse um so we've been planning this for months uh, it's it's been it's been a long time in the process i i looked at it reached out to the guys set up a group chat and we was talking about it and we agreed on who was going to do what. And then it got closer to it. And we was thinking, right, uh, is everyone on the right ones? And then it was Kieran on the day that, that wrote in some split times of what we'd need to do to break the world record. And everyone looked at it and was just like, wow, like this is going to take some shifting to do it. But I think that what he did helped us. Because Kieran timed it from from the word go. I didn't have a clue like where we was at. Um and I think at the halfway point we was we was bang on. Like we was bang on target to break the world record. I've never ran as fast as I have in my life. Like I felt like my legs were going to come away from my body. I felt that my heart was going to come out my chest. Um I got into the sled pool. And I think it was either was the third or the fourth pull. Like I just you know when you're kind of running so hot, or you're working so hard, and you have that like sicky feeling in your mouth. I just felt like that, but I knew I I couldn't be the one to let like the three of them down. So I kind of got put put through it, ran back to the barrier, tagged Kate, I think it was, and then again the farmers carried that. I so I had the sled. Hall when the farmer's carries, and there was a few times in the farmer's carries. Well, wanted to drop the kettlebells, but after seeing Kieran go unbroken on the on the pro weight the night before, and knowing that we was in, we was we was going to be close to it. There was not a chance I was ever going to drop them. But yeah, I, I mean, I said it was the it was the most exhilarating. 53 minutes as well as the most hard hot and horrendous 53 minutes of my life it was it was brutal it was good fun but it was absolutely brutal and it was a real mixture of emotions like once we'd done it um and because they're so late as well there wasn't as many people around and we had the presentation and within five minutes everyone would gone like we was all out the door Kieran wanted to get back um to the hotel and I shot off and Kate wanted to get back, and Sam wanted to get back. So within five minutes of having the presentation, like we'd all gone. So it was a real kind of wow. Like, what do we do now? Um, it's definitely not sunk in yet. I, I don't. I really don't think it's sunk in yet, just because I've I've been so busy since I've been back, and straight back into work today. But it's definitely something that that I'm never going to forget. It, it, it was such a huge achievement, and to do it with like three people that I respect and admire. As athletes, um, and respect and admire as friends as well, is is something that's really special.
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet it's also. I mean, this, there's been some legit relay teams as well recently, hasn't there? It's not just like oh, you know, it's not. No one's really had a good go at it. There's been some, you know, proper relay teams out there. So to to break it is seriously impressive, isn't it?
1: Yeah, as I said, it we, we knew that we like we knew that we had half a chance just because of like we like we're four quick runners, um, but when it got broken a couple of weeks ago, like I looked at the time and I thought, well, this is this is going to be tough because I think they looked knocked thirty five seconds off the previous time, mm. so for us to then go and do another, I think it was twenty three seconds off of their time was just incredible. It was. Yeah, I mean, no one left anything out there. Like, we all knew that we had to give 110% on every single part, second of what we raced. And I can honestly say that no one left anything out there. It was, yeah, as I said, it was just the most insane race that I've ever been part of. Um, <laughs> and as much as I do want to do it again... Like, I don't want to do it again at the moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it, is it, does it feel like seriously different to doing a doubles? Would
1: you say? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, with the doubles, like, because again, I've I've, I've done a lot of doubles. I've done the mixed doubles and I've done a lot of men's doubles and racing men's doubles in the, um, like, the following, the the previous morning. Sorry. And, And our first run, which was the fastest lap that we always do was 357 and I felt quite comfortable running that and I don't know if that was coming off of the back of a men's pro in Malaga two weeks ago but I felt really comfortable running that 357 my first run on Monday night I think was about 326 um, which for me is really like is really quick because as you know and as, as a lot of people that watch this show know like my background isn't running like I've only been running since the beginning of 2021, um, but I've worked hard on my running, and yeah, it's a completely different experience. Like because you you're going hell for leather, like for one k, and then whatever you've got left in the tank for your functional, knowing that you're going to break and have a little rest afterwards. So it's it's a sprint effectively. I think Kieran's times were like three sixteen and three fourteen, which wow. were just like mind blowing. But yeah, it was it was great. It was yeah, it was good. It was. Yeah, as I said, it's it was a special special
0: feeling. Yeah, I bet. Well, well, congrats, mate! It's amazing. It's amazing. And he did it in a Rocks Life t-shirt as well, no less.
1: Well, I thought I'd like, I, I yeah. So I don't know whether that was because I'm thinking, well, i we gonna do it, or can we do it? And I've just thought, well, why not? Like, why not don the Rocks Life t-shirt? And it, do you know what? It was really comfortable to race in as well. Like really comfortable. Um, it I I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was hot because I'm always hot, but I wasn't any hotter than what I normally like racing. It was a very comfortable racing T-shirt.
0: Good, mate. You, you can definitely come back on more often. That's already a good sales pitch. We're <laughs> only five minutes in. <laughs> yeah,
1: post a link to the shop afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right, so let's let's uh, we, we, we'll talk a bit more about London in a minute, but let's, because um, it is your first time on here, let's, let's talk a little bit more about your background. You're not a runner. You've, all, you've been a trainer, a personal trainer, though, for, what, 17 years or something, yeah?
1: Yeah, so 2005, I got into the industry. and I've always been into sport. Um, like, my dad used to play, like, reasonably good football when he was younger. My mum, myself, and my brother got into football when we was six or seven. Like, I think it was, like, we was Cub, Cub, was it Beavers, I think, back then? So that's where we started playing football, Um so I've always been into sport. I gave up football when I was 28 because I had two like really bad ankle ligament injuries. But yeah, I got into the fitness industry when I was 25. So I was a fairly late starter to it. Um, I I I used to go to the gym with with some mates and they I always used to take the sessions. And then one day one of them turned around to me and said, like, why don't you I don't know why you don't do this for a job. Off the back of that, I went and spoke to the trainer that was working at the time, asked him how he got into it and what are the best ways to do it. I then put myself onto a course, uh, which was a 12-week intensive course, which included uh, fitness instructing, personal training, nutrition advice and sports massage therapy. Quit my job six weeks later (laughs) and then got straight into it. And it's been it's been a real good 17 17 and a half years i think it is now like i I'd, I'd set out to do pretty much everything that i wanted to do like i'd run my own businesses i've worked and trained with both professional like sports people and worked with both amateur semi-professional and professional clubs i've appeared in a few magazines i had a newspaper article for for about a year in a local like magazine um, and then i've've trained like hundreds and hundreds of of everyday people that have just got general goals like like the majority of us so yeah it's it's been a it's been a quick seventeen and a half years but it's been a really like rewarding seventeen and a half years um and it's something that I'm still passionate about today than I was like back in back in
0: 2005 if not more now and then you uh discovered high and became. Mr. Rocks, just mainly because, well, basically, like, how many races have you done there?
1: So, this weekend was my 19th and 20th, like, and my first one was October 2021. Wow, yeah, nice. It's do you know what it's I remember having a conversation like to someone last last year. I I did, I did six in my first season, and and it wasn't my plan to do this many. But the original plan was to do one a season, and and a lot of people even said then, but that's a lot. Like you're not going to be able to do that. Like you're not going to be able to perform to the best of your ability on every single race. You're going to pick up injuries. Your recovery rate's not going to be great. And part of me like thought to myself, well, I'll prove you wrong. But the other part of me was like. If I can't race once as, once a month, then there's something not quite right because I'm, I know I'm not a professional sports person. But when you look at like professional athletes, like tennis players play three four times a week, sometimes footballers are playing two or three times a week. Um, you know, there's various other sports that that, that have to perform to the best of their ability on a on a weekly basis or or twice a week. So I just thought, if I can't do that once a month, then something's not right. Um, But I have been, I have been like majorly impressed with how I have recovered like this season, especially back in January. I did like the Europeans, I think it was the 21st of January, ended up like fracturing my rib, which is a story that we don't need to go into. But then the following week ended up racing in the men's doubles and the relay on the same day and, and felt great. So I remember like the first race I did back in Birmingham in 2021 and I couldn't even walk out of the venue on the same day and I struggled to walk for like 3 or 4 days afterwards and now I'm back running on the Monday if we race on the Saturday so I like I'm I'm proud of what I've done myself in in terms of like prepping in terms of like aftercare um and it's just a sport that I absolutely love like I love the community I love travelling I love fitness I love like I love everything about it so for me to do something for me which is which is something that I've never really done in my life before I've always been that person that does everything for everyone else so for me to do something for me now is is rewarding and then off the back of it, obviously, then we've got we've we've got what we've got. So it's nice to be able to give back to the sport, and it's nice to be able to help other people achieve what what I've achieved over the short time that I've been in the
0: sport. Yeah, yeah. Because you're well, I haven't said really yet, but you're you're essentially working with the, the Rocks Life clients, you know, and, uh, and preparing people for for the events now, um, and that's going awesome, I should say. People love it. Um, what do, going back to the recovery? Do you feel like like obviously, like your training, you know, proper training, everything like that. Do you feel like there's any any anything in particular that helps that recovery? Because it's clear, like I see it, like you're just like you're ready, you're ready to go again, isn't yeah. Like after racing, it's, it's much more than me. Yeah, to be fair.
1: I could race again this weekend. Like I've I've just come back from the gym tonight and and done a real tough like running interval program, and my legs felt great. Um. I don't, I don't do anything different to anyone else. If anything, I probably do like less than a lot of people. Um, is it the pop tarts? I, I I didn't want to say it. Like I know you like you're <laughs> high. I know you're high into your nutrition. I don't really want to talk about like a really low nutritious food <laughs> to a to a qualified nutritionist. But I, yeah, the magic is in the pop Um I
0: just,
1: I, I don't know. Like I really don't know. I, I drink like a lot of water. Um... It's what I've pretty much lived on all my life. I'm not a tea or coffee drinker. I don't drink juice. I don't drink squash. There's always been a bit of a running joke where like the only drinks that I drink are either water or wine. Um, but I, I do drink a lot of water. I do sleep well. Um, I'm definitely someone that that maximises like my sleep. Um, I'm very, very rarely awake after like half past nine, like 10 o'clock at the latest, I like to be off my phone by by a certain time and just switch off and and I've done that routine for about 3 excuse me about 3 years now so I don't know whether that helps um I never I never run on the Friday like I know a lot of people especially the elites like have that shakeout run on the Friday like I never do that um just because I I want to go into a race feeling as fresh and as light on my feet as I possibly can and then I know a lot of people that that have a shakeout the day afterwards as well. And, and I don't do anything. I walk a lot. Um, but apart from that, there's, there's no kind of like secret in it. I don't know whether it's genetics. I don't know if it's... I mean, I've always had like a, a freakishly good level of fitness, like regardless of like how I've looked in the past, like when I've been bigger or now I'm lighter. Like I've always been able to go at a, a real like high tempo for a long period of time which is why the PFTs suit me but I, I remember doing like an event for charity right a few years ago i set it up myself and it was it was like a ten 000 rep challenge I, I i created like 10 10 different 1000 rep challenges and I'd, I'd done them all back to back and i think it took me about six and a half hours to do it and the only break that i had was a toilet break like I didn't need to stop like I didn't need to rest and I just carried on going and felt tired afterwards but again woke up the following day was able to train as normal and go back into it so yeah I, so, I don't know
0: give me give me more details on that 10000 10, reps of what
1: so so there was like a 10000 uh, so there was a 1000 like rep kettlebell challenge so everyone was broken down into 10 by 10 by 10 so it was 10 exercises 10 reps 10 rounds one of them was like a kettlebell workout, so swings, deadlift, squats, upright rows, presses, things like that. There was another one that was body weight. There was another one that was uh, like bagged. so like I had a core bag and a Bulgarian bag. There was another one that involved like resistance bands, and there was one other as well. And I think uh, I think I did all like all five of those twice, so I went through it all twice. But yeah, I remember it took about six and a half hours, and it was. It was brutal, but yeah, like I said, I, I snapped through, throughout it all. But yeah, the, on, the only breaks that I had was like a few toilet breaks and, and that was it. It was, yeah, I, and that's one of the ones that I look at and think, Jesus, like, this is not normal. This, this is
0: not right. <laughs> like a little Duracell bunny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am, yeah, I am. So, like, High Rocks kills me like it does everyone. Like, I, I very, very rarely come across that finish line and don't collapse on the floor in a heap. But I I feel like I feel good. And I and I and I really do believe that I can do well in this sport. Like I've done well this season. Like I'm I'm really happy with how I perform personally, but I know I've got so much more to give. Um and I look at like my age and people, I look at some of the people that are older than me and what they're achieving, and I think like that they inspire me. Yes, I've had like two knee operations and a torn calf, but then a lot of people have gone through like serious injuries and bounced back. So as much as I'm looking forward to Manchester, and as much as I look forward to, to to this past weekend, and I really loved it, I'm also looking forward to like a summer break and then like really preparing for for an onslaught next season and seeing what I can do. Um, I'm not. I know I'm not going to be like ever quick enough or good enough to get into the elite. And some people kind of turn around and say, "Yeah, but you can't say that." Yeah, I can like I've done a, a pro race and there's not a chance I'm ever going to be as good as those guys. And i take my hat off to those and, and fair play to them. But I really think that I can, I can be up there with the best in our age group, um, both from a singles and a doubles point of view, really.
0: Mm. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Cool. So if we talk about, let's let's talk a bit about uh, this weekend in London, over and above your, your world record, obviously. Um, You've seen a lot of venues, like twenty races you've done. How, how does uh, How does Olympia stack up?
1: It's one of my favourites, I think, um, and I say that more from a from like a photographic point of view. Like we 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 was in the office, weren't we? When we looked at some of Amber's pictures, and they was incredible, like how how she captured it, and I, like all that natural sunlight coming in. Um, I thought the track was good. Like, the only kind of sticking point, if there was a sticking point, was the pillars um, on, on one of the turns, especially, like, I think it was the, the the first turn coming out. There was some, like, narrow pillars there. But overall, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. It was very easy to navigate round. Like, the, the obviously, the functionals were all in, like, numerical order, going from one end to the other. But the venue itself, I loved it. it it's... I still don't know if Manchester is my favourite or 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 Olympia is now, just because of like the amount of sunlight that came into it. So it'd be interesting to see like how I how I look at Manchester when I'm up there again in a few weeks' time. Um but yeah, it's probably out of those two for me in terms of like favorite favourite like venues. Glasgow was good, like it was a good track, but in terms of like venues and and lighting and surroundings and, and whatnot. And with the mezzanine floor as well, I thought that was brilliant. It was so it was so nice. Like so it, it took the atmosphere away from the floor, but then at the same time, like you were still close enough to the action. And if you wanted to get away from the noise, all you had to do was go upstairs. So I spent a lot of time upstairs, like looking down and I just thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic.
0: I think for me that like that mezzanine floor like m- makes it top Manchester for me. Cause like yeah. You know, spectating in Manchester isn't that great either, is it? It gets a bit no. crowded down there. Yeah. Uh so to be able to see see that from above is was was class, I thought. Um yeah.
1: And some of the you, from above like were fantastic. It was so, so good to see.
0: Yeah. You just were mentioning the um the atmosphere. I mean it might have been different. Like you were obviously off pretty much first thing on the on the on the Sunday but I think that's the best atmosphere I've raced in, actually. On the, I mean, I was midday Sunday and it was, like, banged out in there. But on the runs, literally so many people ran aside. The, the atmosphere was glass. The best I've had in the High ops definitely.
1: Yeah, the for me, like, I think that the best atmosphere that I've had was Glasgow. Um, and I think that will be tough to beat. It was... Um, London was good don't get me wrong like London was fantastic and even at the, even in the relay like the amount of people that were cheering for us that late at night whether or not whether or not they 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 knew us as 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 like athletes or they knew that we was going for the world record but we had some incredible support like that that late in the evening and during the day it was great but like Glasgow was insane like again I did the mixed relay a uh, mixed doubles in Glasgow got there early and i've never seen a venue so busy so early on it was just rammed from like minute one to to like the last second but yeah i mean london was as i said london was fantastic it was it was a great great venue i was there pretty much from like start to finish on on both days um so saw saw a lot of it and it was as i said it, it was great it was brilliant to be part of
0: what did you um what did you think of the running track? I know I, I spoke to a lot of people, and there was like fairly mixed views on it. What, what was your opinion on it when you were racing?
1: I thought it was all right. To be fair, um, again, I've heard like mixed mixed answers on on the actual like race itself. Again, like I, I know I've spoken to you, and I've spoken to a lot of people, and like I, I want to be careful how I I say this on here because I know it's going out to, to a lot of people, but. I don't know if it was because my previous race was a men's pro, and then following on from a men's pro was a men's doubles, where I've got someone to kind of take the slack off me, and we're back down to open weights. But I found things comfortable on on Sunday. Like the sleds for me were were good. Um, the wall balls were great. Like they've been my nemesis over the over the season. It, I've got a very love relationship with those. Um, but I thought the runs were good. Like, I looked at our split times and, yeah, I was ha- I was happy with them. Um, I-, I had no issues. Like, I I didn't have any... Like, I've got no issues from the weekend. Like, I I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I I thought it was good. I- like, like I said, I-, I was happy with what we did. I was happy with the split times. I was happy with the course.
0: Oh, great. Happy man. Yeah. I must admit, my... my- in my run, I was like, I think I started at 12.30 and we had um, some of the women's doubles out there. And I think, I, I, I do think like the running can be affected. I mean, it's a bit silly saying this to you who was in the doubles really, but I feel like when, you, when you're doing the singles, if you hit a lot of the doubles when they're still out on track, compared to if you get a time two hours later when they're not still out there running side by side, you know, blocking a lot of the way. I do think that can have, an effect on your your run times and your ultimate finishing time, maybe. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to test really, but it did feel like there was a lot more weaving in and out uh, needed because there were a lot of doubles still out there. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I yeah. I, I genuinely I gen generally yeah, that's the word generally like run on the outside now, um, because like I don't like first and foremost I don't want to knock anyone over, but it does get more crowded on the inside than it does on the outside. Mm. So especially when I'm racing like doubles, like I I normally go outside and I can keep looking in to see like where, where, where my partner is. Um, I don't like to be honest, I don't think they're ever going to get it right for everyone, are they? But I I do like, I I do fully understand like what people are saying and, and it can get very busy out there. Um, but like i said like i i personally i didn't have any issues yes it was like very busy because we was the like we was the third wave out and there was just a whole host of men's doubles teams but i i didn't bash into anyone i didn't feel that i had to slow down anywhere i didn't really weave in and out too much and i don't know whether that was because i like i stayed on the outside where it was a little bit clearer
0: i don't know okay and and, and sled wise you thought they were okay again there was a bit like mixed uh mixed views on the sleds I thought on the day and I had looked at the um like the stats and it doesn't look like they were overly slow certainly not fast but uh, not overly slow what what was your opinion on them
1: again I don't like using the word but I, I I did find them like relatively easy like relatively straightforward um Again, I don't know if that's the socks that I now wear that that kind of give me that extra bit of grip. I don't know if it's the work that we've done um, on the sleds. I mean, I've been training pro weight since January, and I've done like a lot of volume training like with pro weight since January. So I don't know if that's 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 helped. But I've I've never really had an issue. I didn't really have an issue in the pro weights um, in Malaga. Like I, I had to change tactic a little bit, but that was something that I wanted to do to protect my legs on the push, but the pull. No, I, I didn't feel that it was fifty kilos difference in Malaga compared to what I normally do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, maybe there's like the odd track still. I know Barcelona wasn't kind to me, and it wasn't kind to a few others. And I know that there was certain lanes I think that that wasn't right for whatever reason. And I do think that there was a few like issues on on. But then I don't I don't know like I I might be just kind of saying stuff I don't know like the sleds might be worn now the carpets might be worn now as the day goes on obviously like the amount of people that use the sleds um I know I went to like one of the races I can't remember where it was and I I see someone literally running with a sled and I'm thinking Jesus this is going to be quick and then when I went to do it in the in the singles like at midday or whatever it wasn't like that at all so yeah maybe it's a case of luck of the draw, but as I said like i I didn't I've never really had an issue with any sleds like the only problem I've had was was in Barcelona, and my sled push just felt very, very heavy, and I've never felt that before, but apart from that right across the board, like I've been quite comfortable on both of them yeah
0: there's a, uh, it's probably worth mentioning like there's a we've we talked a lot before about venue to venue differences, but it does sound like potentially like we we know Kate Davy um it felt like she she got a bad sled on on sunday and she was in lane 1 wasn't she she she, she was the first in lane 1 and yeah. i know that i've got, i've got a friend um who was in that lane as well and she was like it was a rough sled and yeah. i think tom and dina hogan got that lane as well and tom said that in the mixed doubles where he's essentially using men's open weight for that sled he said it felt like the men's pro weight so it, yeah. it it that it has left me wondering whether like even lane to lane, like it, yeah. it can differ, and that might be because of the carpet, whatever the the sled, whether it's worn under it. Um, I don't think you know it's not even necessarily venue to venue we're talking about anymore. It could be literally lane to lane.
1: Yeah, it could be. Um, Kieran had the same. Kieran was lane one as well in the men's pro, and and he was struggling. Um, and like me and Kate have been talking about this today as well, and she's beating herself up a little bit about it, and. Like she, she said that it can't always be the lane. Maybe it is me. And I said to her, like Kieran said exactly the same on Saturday. So, it it could be that they look at that and just close off that that top lane, and just don't have anyone on there, and just go from maybe lanes two down or three down or whatever. I can't remember what I was in. I wasn't. I wasn't in the. We wasn't in lane one. I know that much. We was kind of I don't know three, four, or five or whatever. But that that could be something that they look at. Um. But, I mean, that's not co- not coincidence, is it? If, if Kate had problems and Kieran had problems and Tom and Dina had problems and, like, your friend had problems and they was all in lane one, like, Tom should be able to run with that, pretty
0: much. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. I'm sure higher-ups are on it. It's just... Uh, yeah. it's has start another conspiracy, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Uh, anything else to cover from London? Finess. It... <laughs> It, it was just great catching up with
1: people that you, you speak to on social media and only speak to on social media. It was great meeting new people that you meet on social media, and it was just fantastic. Like for me and for you, most of the time to, to to kind of meet a lot of the people that we've been working with over the last couple of months as well. Like that was a big thing for me this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, I should say that to be fair. Thank thank you for everyone that came out and said hello. We spoke to hundreds of people at the weekend, and it, it was awesome to so appreciate that um all right let's london covered off so uh, the, the other um the other week i put out a question on on instagram any questions for us to answer just in general not not for you specifically but for hyrox and we've had a ton come in so we'll we'll cover those in like over a few episodes of this i think but um uh, a couple that came in were around like the world championships and one was um with the elite 15 do we think that that should? Do you think that should be expanded beyond fifteen athletes? Um, bearing in mind, like sometimes some controversy about the, the best way to qualify for that. You know, is it appropriate that they qualify based on time, and would it be better to better viewing uh, if there was more than fifteen athletes in that? What's your do you, do you have an opinion on that? I
1: don't. I don't so much think it should be should be bigger, but I do think that they need to change the way that qualifications made and I've spoken to quite a few people and I've actually spoken to Christian about it as well. And I, I, my view is that there should be kind of like an elite series where a few times a season, four or five times a season, I don't know in various different countries or as, as we're growing globally um, in various different continents, there's, there's an elite series race. Um, and in that, the top three of each um, of the series races automatically go through to the world championships. So let's say there's four races, and let's say there's one in Europe, one in North America, one in Australasia, one in the Middle East. I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. But the three, the top three finishers, automatically go to the world championships. Then that leaves three on a time basis. Like the the, the next three is qualified through time. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the way that they go. I don't think like expanding it's the way to go because but they do need to do something, I think. I I don't think it's it's fair to do it all through time because otherwise it's going to become like just a very very tactical sport from from all angles and like you're not going to get many people that that race in the UK for example because it is so popular because it is so big and because it is so late. Um, you'll have people going to, you know, they'll all be talking between themselves and like, well, you go there and I'll go there and we'll go there. You know, it's, it's going to end up being like that rather than, than than racing where people want to race. So, yeah, I, I do like the, the 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 elite series. I know they do it in athletics, don't they? Like the Golden League or or whatever it was. So, and that could be, I guess that could be open to more people like that elite, uh, like series race could be open to more so that could like the top 30 times for example are invited to race in that in that um elite series race but again like the top three automatically qualify for the world championships whether it's as I said in Europe North America, Australasia, Middle East and wherever else we go like moving forwards
0: yeah. I think that's fair I think um I'll, I'll just add that I I think there is scope to increase it beyond 15, like however they do the qualifying. I think to have, let's say it goes to 20, 25, whatever it is. Like, I don't mean that takes away from anything. So say you've got, say you brought five people in and they all turn out to be the slowest five. Like that doesn't take away from anything, but there's a chance that one of them will will be up there and give someone a race. Like we've not had a truly, truly great race, like in the elite yet where it's like gone down to like the last couple of wall balls. who's going to nick it, you know? And I, I just feel like probably having a couple more people in there might, might help to facilitate that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like in theory, like last year with Chris Roglowski, like winning it, like she, I think she only qualified essentially on the roll down because someone else didn't, didn't compete. So like, yeah. if we didn't have her in it, she wouldn't want it, you know, obviously. So, um, I, I, my, my gut fear is I'd like to see twenty, twenty-five in it at least. Um,
1: yeah, to be honest, I know I was just like I know I said like you don't need to expand it, but then thinking about it, when we when we are expanding to so many countries, like there's going to be some gems coming out of Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's for sure. Like Australia is going to be a big, big market for us. So yeah, maybe going down to twenty, twenty-five it is a good thing because there. I mean, the thing is, there's some great elite athletes and they are elite athletes that won't be in the elite like this year that have, that have just not been able to kind of get a time required. And that's, that's a shame Like there'll be some big names. There'll be some big athletes missing. So, you know, Chris is a prime example, isn't she? That, that she kind of went to Vegas as, as a, a bit of a, not a nobody, but she wasn't really talked about, but she thoroughly deserved the win in Vegas because she ran the race of her life and, and deserved to be top of the podium. Yeah. So, yeah maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe 2025 is a good shout because then more people can do it. But, as, yeah, I mean, we're, this is only going in one direction, isn't it? And it's it, it's exploding like everywhere. I know Dubai mm-hmm. was announced earlier on today, wasn't it, in September. And who, who knows what who's going to come out of that one as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and then just like the, the other question, we had loads of questions, but the other one that sort of naturally follows off from this is, with the world championships in general, so like elites and the age groups with the sport expanding, with it going to Australia, Singapore, Dubai, tons more events. Do you think that they should keep the attendance at the world championships broadly similar? So I, I don't know what it's going to be in Manchester. Let's say it's 2000 people. Do you think that they should keep it 2000 people forevermore? And then it's just like harder to qualify or do you think they should expand it so it becomes like a realistic aspiration for a lot of people? Should, do you have a view on that?
1: I know, like in Vegas, there was what twelve hundred, I think there was, and I know. I, Man- honestly, I
0: have no idea to be honest.
1: I think it was. I'm sure. I'm sure Vegas was about twelve hundred. I think Manchester is about two and a half. So that that that's doubled. Um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because. You want to keep it the, the best of the best. Like the World yeah. Championships, you want, you want to be able to have the best people in each age group, in each category, battling it out for the World Championships. Um, but at the same time, with more people there, does it add to the excitement? Someone can show up on the day and just perform, like just come out of nowhere and, and run the race of their life. And, and nick it so i, I don't know like I, I really don't know like what my answer is on that one you could say it depends on the venue size but then that that's irrelevant really like just because there's a massive venue doesn't mean to say there's a massive amount of people there um i mean there were so many qualification places in london wasn't there this weekend which which is great but then if you've got the only thing that like not concerns me but When you do races at the end of the season and when people are are racing for the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th time of the season, let's say that there's 10 places up for grabs and someone finishes 11th, they've got a great chance of qualifying because of roll down. If the top 10 people have all qualified already, then that goes down to 20. And if there's a massive gap in time from 10 to 20 does the 20th place really deserve to be at the world championships? Like that's, I guess that's where it's, uh, that's where it's a bit of a sticking point. Like, I, I don't know if I even agree with roll downs. I just, like part of me thinks that if, if you've not been able to hit that number for that particular race, then like go and do another one. Like maybe if you're like, maybe have like a few places grace, so if there's five places and you finish eighth and three people have already gained their spot, then you know, maybe you do deserve it. But if there's, like, 10 places and, and you finish, like, nineteenth and you're 15 minutes away from, like, 10th place, are oh, you really deserving of a place in the World Championships?
0: So, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, part of me wants to keep it, like, close-knit and have the best there. But, you know, again, going back to, like, a global sport that's growing exponentially like every day, is it going to be feasible to just have that short amount of number? I don't think it is. Because no. as I said, like Australia could unleash hundreds of athletes. We, we're still not opening like Poland and Latvia and France and like the Middle East. So yeah, and as I said, on the flip side of it, like, I'd love to see like 5,000 people all competing at the World Championships and just having like a massive spectacle
0: mm um
1: and it is yeah, it is have... a
0: nice thing at the moment like the like it's, it's 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 aspirational but sort of realistic for a lot of people at the moment and i think yeah. like as you know the sport will very quickly will double in size um and then you're almost halving the amount of people that can realistically qualify for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that that takes away that goal for a lot of people that that like, is quite exciting at the moment. So that I, I feel like that would be a shame to lose, but I also see the flip side and that, like, you don't want it to just be, like, something that anyone can qualify for, you know? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like the England cap, isn't it? The England cap's got a bit, like, stupid in the yeah. end, and anyone could get an England cap, like... Yeah. I mean i I feel honored and proud to represent my country like I really do it's like it's it's definitely like the like the biggest achievement of my life like putting on that team GB top and and whatever else and I think that you've got to really earn the right to to represent your own country um but at the same time yeah it's nice to have that open opportunity and for everyone to to go to a certain race knowing that they've got half a chance to get there themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All
0: right. Well, um, we'll get to more questions in the future if if you'll happily come back on. Yes, mate. Um, b- b- before we finish up though, is there anything you wish I'd asked?
1: No, not really. It's um, like I said it's, I I don't know where I'm at at the moment. I'm just a bit like, the weekend was great. Manchester's just around the corner. We're kind of in that in that middle bit. So. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what day of the week it is today, to be honest. Um, I, so- have
0: a, um, I have a, a question that I've asked uh, fairly frequently lately. It's like, what's your what's your best experience in sport or, or what's your best experience in higher-ups? Is that it at the weekend, that, that world record?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, like, I don't think that like, I'll ever forget. Um, just, as I said, like, just... I guess coming from like a non-running background and and being able to to compete in a sport like higher-ups was good for me. Like is big for me. Going to Basel in September and winning like my first race was something that I didn't think was going to happen. Representing my country like last year in Vegas, I didn't think it was it was ever going to be possible to do something like that. But to go and break like a world record. And to do it with, as I said, like three incredible people that I trust, respect, admire, it, yeah, it, it blows my mind. Like you said, there's some good people that have tried it, like some real good people that have, that have raced it. I mean, we beat the men's relay team by nearly a minute on Saturday as well. And there was no like slouches, like there was some serious, like people running in the men's relay. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to top that. I've got big goals for next season and I've got, like, a big goal that I'm not going to talk about like, in the in the next few years. But, yeah, to to do that is definitely, like, the, the highest
0: achievement that I've ever been part of, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, well done, mate. It's amazing thank to you. see. Uh, thank you for coming on. This has been great. Um, where do you want people? You've got about a million followers anyway, haven't you? So do, 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 do you want to send some more followers over to Instagram?
1: The thing is, like, people talk to me and it's like, oh, my God, you've got such a big following and uh, how have you built it up? Like, most of them are probably fake accounts and bots anyway. (laughs) Um, And I never look at it. Like, I'm someone that I, I don't look at who's liked posts and I don't look at who's, like, liked stories. Like, if someone's commented on a post, then I'll react to it and I'll reply to it. But if I've got, like, whatever I've got on there, if I've got 50 on there, it doesn't bother me. But, yeah, by all means, like, head over there. It's just like Paul Gillingham underscore on Instagram and it's it's just me sharing my journey with the occasional stupid selfie photo of me, like even in a gym or in a park or doing something silly. <laughs> yeah.
0: By occasional, you mean daily. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually done
1: one today so and I'm not going to do one today. So um, yeah, but most of the time, yeah, they are stupid photos of myself.
0: All right, sweet. And, uh, and also I should say, if you're interested in being coached by Paul, uh, in preparation for your next high rocks then go to rockslife.com slash coaching, uh, apply there and um, and we can sort that out. No problems. Yes. Um all right, all right, sweet. Appreciate this. Thank you, mate. And uh I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you everyone.
1: Thank you, Greg.